Okay, Simen Shinches, very fundamental Simen on the Halachas of Muktza. And the Mishmur begins with a Hakdama, with an introduction to the entire structure of Muktza. Starting the Halachas Muktza. Back to Malman, very fundamental. Starting Halachas Muktza. Very exciting. Okay. Yes. Muktza is uh, particularly complicated, so it's hopefully we'll get it some clarity. Mishbur does this whenever you have a somewhat lengthy and complicated with many details simon. He gives a little introduction and he gives the following background to where Hilchas Muksa starts from and then some of the details of it. The Isra of Muksa that Chazal gave us. The Rambam writes, What is the source, the reason for Hilchas Muksa? Chazal forbid moving certain things on Shabbos. Similar to how one moves things during the week. What is the rationale? What was the reason for this? Chazal told us, the Nevi'im told us, that one should not walk on Shabbos as they walk during the week, like we mentioned earlier. The person's talking on Shabbos. Should not be as similar to the week as we mentioned earlier. Should never be daber daver. Kavachaymer for sure. Should be tiltol b'shabes, tiltol b'chol. One's moving on Shabbos. Should not be the same way they move things during the week. Kadesh leyakim chol bein. There should be a distinct and clear difference between Shabbos and weekday. Very fascinating. The other like bial l'sakin kelim ipinu lapinu mayis labayis. All that's the avonim kaitzabem. A person will come to pick up and, and, and fix kalim and move them around and do things similar to what they do during the week. Because a person anyways at home, wants to do, be involved in something, resting and clearly being somewhat different and distinct than the rest of the week. He'll undo the goal of a Shabbos to rest and to have a level of of being sitting and be able to focus and be able to not be involved in things that was the way one is during the week. And therefore, so Muktza restricts one from moving certain things, which will certainly by definition make it distinct from the rest of the week. That's one reason he says. Void, person who goes and moves things that are malachless, which are made for Isra like a pen, or things of that nature. After she says, person might get caught up and forget and might come to use it. The other day, Malacha, come to use it. That's another second thing. Things which are meant for Isser. Particularly, Chazal forbid because you should avoid using it and not coming to by mistake, coming to use it on Shabbos. A third reason, the Oedi Ramam says, there are people who don't work during the rest of the year, particularly if they're retired or maybe just they're taking off. They just sit around, do nothing. If they would be able to also move and walk and move things as they normally do the whole rest of the week. There's no way even Shabbos look different. They look like the rest of the week. Someone is working at least, okay, stops working, but someone is not working. There's no distinction at all during the week from Shabbos. 
Shvisas bedvarim elu he shvisa shavul chal. If a chazal made sort of a blanket shvisa for all people to have it clearly and distinct that today is Shabbos. Bedvarim elu nago b'isra tiltov asos leitaltal adam b'Shabbos elakelim atzarach lehem. And therefore, the basic rule, as we'll see, is that chazal permitted obviously things that are necessary, things that are needed, but things that are not needed, things that are unnecessary. So only things that are also to use on Shabbos, those things are generally restricted, and particularly if there's no use on Shabbos, right, those will see one of the most strictest categories of muktzah is things like stones, which have no particular use unless they were set aside before Shabbos, as we will see the rules going forward. So that's three basic reasons in the Rambam. Number one is the basic idea of having Shabbos being different than during the week, same way during the week, there's a distinction for Shabbos as far as talking, as far as walking, so too as far as moving things. The second idea was not to come to use it for things which are asr. And the third idea is particularly people who don't work during the week, there's no way Shabbos at all appears different than it does during the week. A fourth reason is born the Ravid. The Ravid and Tam, Shu Gedder Leitzah. is a gather is a, is a fence around coming to carry. Shemnat Latata Kodav, if we allow you to move everything, very fascinating that Chazal was trying to make sure that one is careful what they carry. And so they said, be careful even when you move. Hopefully through that we'll be extra careful about what and how a person moves things and therefore it would help out being a gedder, an extra fence for what a person may not carry on Shabbos. Fine, so that's the four basic reasons that the Rishonim give for Muktzah. Shabur now breaks down some of the categories of Muktzah. Vida. The Mikana of a Simon now for the next four Simonim, which all are involved in the Muktza, Nizbar Arba Chalakim Shamukta. We'll see four basic categories of Muktza. Chelik Echon Muktza Machmachasarinkis. One of the first categories we'll mention is the Muktza Machmachasarinkis, which means what? Klisha on the Makbadal Shlayifkrimal Iskalkal. Something which a person is very careful about. Shnaka ruined. We'll see some of the examples coming up in the, in the, in the Shachan Arach. A, the knife of the Mila, which people are very careful about, knife of Shrita. And also, it could also apply to obviously expensive electronics, things that people are very careful about, don't just use and throw around and let it uh, be handled by anyone, but they're more careful about that. They make a certain place for it, it's supposed to stay somewhere. That's called Klishim I'm sorry, Kiss. And that's something which we'll see is one of the more strict categories of Mukta. cannot be moved at all for any purpose on Shabbos, as we will see. That's category number one. Category number two, Chelik Sheni. Something which is not a vessel or a food. Avanim, stones, karnim, sticks and reeds, moist money. Money is not a keli, you can't do anything with it. You can buy things with it, you can't do anything with it itself. Eitzim, pieces of wood, kairis, beams, offer, the chal, dirt and sand, mace, a, a corpse, balachayim, we'll see animals included in this as well, that are not a keli. Ugregus at Smukim, even when you have different fruits that are put out to dry and cannot be eaten, they're not really edible at this point, and put out to dry before Shabbos, they're not at all in the category of something which is edible, and therefore they're totally mukta. And that's called mukta was gufay. They're totally mukta, they're inherently mukta. Category two. Category three, something which is made for Israel, like a pen or most electronics. Shamid for Isser, and we'll see the certain leniencies that it has. Something which really is mutter, inherently it's mutter, table, a chair, etc. But, something on top of it is mukta. For example, you have a table, 
and top of it, before Shabbos, you left a cell phone or something along those lines. And how exactly does that play out as far as the tables that affect the table? We'll see some of the common examples of this coming up. Now, feel host of Shabbos, even if it was removed on Shabbos, the Muktzayim. Kiva Shailah bin Ashmash, but it was there from when Shabbos started. There's a famous rule. Something which is Muktzah bin Ashmash, is Muktzah kul yayim, something which starts off Shabbos Muktzah, generally will end off Shabbos Muktzah regardless. Mentioned has to do with the, all the categories of books. Saying the reasons? Started with, they started with, yeah, started uh, correct. The basic concept, really. right? It doesn't necessarily each one have all the reasons, but but the, the overall, those are the concepts. Then Chazal has sort of differentiated the different categories as they're along. I mentioned two last concepts we should not really mention over here is something which is referred to as Chubber, um, something which was attached before Shabbos. That's more of a no-let issue, which we'll get to in Yochaz Yantif. And Mokos Bach Mitzvah, something we set aside for a mitzvah, like a Atzei Sukkah, like the Zchach of a Sukkah, which we'll see later on in Yochaz Sukkah, the Yisra Hashem. So that's our basic background. So tomorrow we'll start the details of these halachis. Yisra Hashem, Yisbarach, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Okay, so we had started the introduction to Yochaz Mokhtar last time. Let's begin the actual Mechaber, Sif Aleph. We start the first examples of actual muktzah. Anything which is the vessel, which the word keli, as we really have seen different times throughout Shabbos, means different things in different places, different contexts. Keli refers to, in this context, something which is a usable item. It's set aside for use, it has a purpose, it has a something which to be used for, and it really, it contrast something which like a stone a rock piece of uh, piece of wood right, which have no particular function that satisfies with anything particularly and those things as we'll see are inherently moksa but if it's a keli so it's a utensil it's made to be used for something so generally those things can be moved on Shabbos however even some kalim have limitations the first example of a keli which is not permissible to move on Shabbos is something which is set aside because it is a chasarin kiss. Chasarin kiss literally means it has particular value to it. It's chasarin, it loses, it's a loss of money which will come out if it gets potentially moved and mishandled. And therefore, people are very particular about how they use it. What are some examples? First, first example he gives is a mila knife. I'm sorry, a shchita knife. Shita knife is very delicate, as it gets the slightest imperfection, it can't be used to shita. And therefore, people who have shita knives are very careful. They don't just leave them around in their drawers. They don't just leave them flying. People to mishandle them. They put them away. They have them in a case. They're very particular about them. A shomila or a mila knife is the same thing. They're also very particular about that. And therefore, because the way that they are handled is that they're put away and that they are set aside, not allowed. Even if you want to decide to move it, let's say it was sitting on a drawer or was sitting on a shelf, and you want to move it for, for, every, for every reason on Shabbos, that is not permissible. doesn't matter if you need the place, doesn't matter if you need the knife for some other reason, you want to show it to someone, wow, this is what a meal knife looks like, this is what a shkita knife looks like. Okay, so it's an excellent question. Touching in, in general, as we'll see, is not an issue of Muktzah. Moksha is only moving. It's not touching, so it's a, it's a good point. 
So you can touch it, and as long as there's no movement, that's fine. There would not be an issue with that. Oh, it's very good. So that that gets into a very, very important question that the Moel himself. Right? So, and he's using it on the Chavez. using it on Chavez. So obviously, could Mila itself is also on, is also on Shabbos, is making a cut and wound, but we know that it's Docha Shabbos, right? That Mila overrides Shabbos. So obviously, the Muks applies as well. But the obvious question is what you're raising is what happens after he finishes the Mila? Right? Or, or does he have, or just having in mind is enough where he has to do something ahead of time? Okay, so, so very good. So, so either which way, whether he had in mind or not, he's allowed to do the Mila, and therefore he can move, move the knife. The real question is what happens afterwards? Mila's over with now. So does he, does, can he put it away? Can he, and that gets into, we'll, we'll get this to later on, where there's a discussion about meal life in particular, about what happens is, is the muktzah, and there's just, just some of the different approaches to it. One approach maybe is that once you're holding it in a way which is permissible, because you can do a mila, maybe you can put it away also, as long as you don't put it down. Right? But, That's, but you, once you're done with the knife, you have, you have to deal with the bleeding. Uh, 100%. 100%. So if, yeah, you have to hold the knife while you're doing Exactly. It. It's also an issue. Also an issue. If, you, yeah. if you do put it down, um, so that's another um, potential issue. Some drop it straight into a case. We'll see different solutions, but it's, it's not... So, so that's a good question, but a, a regular knife does not have this limitation of muktzah. In other words, it's not something you're careful about. Right. No, it's not something you're careful about. You let knives, you just, you treat them, right? So therefore it's not chasana kids. In fact, the one thing which is not, never mukts at all, is a utensil, which is made for eating. A regular, simple, let's say, a fork, knife, spoons. Those things never mukta because they're basic need, use, and chavis. And therefore, even if you finish using them, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's not mukta at all. No, you never set them aside. As opposed to this knife, which is particularly set aside for a very specific purpose and it's very delicate and therefore people are very particular about it and therefore it's not something which people just treat in a flippant manner and that makes the muksa muksa again means set aside I set it aside I don't move it for any particular purpose now what's interesting and this is important the post can point out is that both of these cases we'll see other cases coming up as well <coughs> are what's referred to as a klishim lachtal which means the Main use of these things is also on Shabbos. You cannot shecht on Shabbos, and it came to Mila. Again, normally on Shabbos, obviously, if you have a Mila, you can, but it's inherently something which is making an Isra on Shabbos. It's letting blood come out. Therefore, and this is an important point, if you have something which is not a Klishim Lachtalisra, let's say you have a very valuable set of china, and you only use it on very rare occasions, only when very special guest, special company. Besides that, you're very careful. You put it away. It's wrapped up. It's uh, put away in a, in a special corner. And now on Shabbos, a special guest comes. Can I take it out on Shabbos? The answer is yes. Because there's, there's, there's two aspects coming together over here. Let's take the Shechita knife. Shechita is Aser on Shabbos. So as far as doing Shechita, I, I don't do Shechita on Shabbos. Now, it's true. There may be a reason why I want to pick it up on Shabbos. I want to show it to someone. This is what a shechita knife looks like. Okay? But since a shechita knife is always put away and very careful, very delicate, no one really plays around with it, no one, no one treats it flippantly, therefore my mind, I set it aside, I don't want to move this on Shabbos at all. But, something which is inherently mutter, like the 
China. It's nearly mutter. That means when it comes up, not very often, maybe it's once a year, maybe it's once every five years, that I have such important company that I won't take out this China for. But in my mind, I didn't set it aside, this doesn't get used on Shabbos. It does, when it's relevant. So therefore, it needs these two aspects. There's something which is inherently usher on Shabbos, and it's something which you don't normally ever move and move around because of the value of that item, and therefore it's going to be. It's another interesting case, which the postman talk about. Picture hanging on the wall. Picture hanging on the wall, you do set it aside in a certain place, on the wall. That's, that's you set it aside. Is that considered chasar and kiss or not? In other words, is it just the fact that you have a particular place where it rests or where it stays or where it... Or is it more than that? And this is a big machlokas in the poskim. The, but most poskim hold that the fact that it's just in a place, set aside, particular place, does not make it chasar and kiss. So therefore you have a picture, a regular, there's a simple picture in the house. Whether it comes off, you want to adjust it, you can do that on Shabbos. However, if it's a very, very expensive picture, a very expensive painting, an original, uh, whatever, famous artist, Rabbi Yohan Weinrib, or any other uh, famous artist that may be in, in, in your house, and therefore it's, it's now a very particular um, care taken to it, you know, move it, you then it would be, because then it's something which is has that chasar and kiss to it, it's something which is, you, you are very particular, you have a set-aside place for it, and it's something which is very particular, particularly valuable um, in the way that it's that it's treated. The value is almost in the eyes of the beholder, right? I mean, if, if you assign... Yeah, that's a good saying, point. You know, this, yeah. this piece is very, you know, it may, it may not be valuable to you, that's correct, but it's but you you treat it hundred percent because it goes by the owner, and even though we just said that normally it's something which has to be muktza, something which has to be us to use on Shabbos, the reason why a painting is still an issue is because a painting, there's no you don't use a painting, right? There's no use for it. It's not like a china which you use sometimes when it's relevant. You don't use it. It's set aside. It's just there. So if it just happens to be there because it's just that's where it's hanging, that's fine. But if it's there. And it's saying Adam's very valuable, in particular something very careful about. The halacha in that case would be that it's not something which can be moved on Shabbos. And if it's adjusted or taken off, etc., there would be an issue on Shabbos that cannot be done. So those are our first two cases and some of the practical applications of that as far as some of the things that we deal with on a regular basis. Have a wonderful day.